today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, we're still uh, over a year out for the next uh, provincial election. Things uh, starting to heat up, I guess. Uh, lots uh, of rhetoric and, and, and positioning and, and plans coming forth as to what we can expect uh, as the campaign gets into full gear in the next uh, year or so. Uh, the Ontario NDP are pledging to create a provincial uh, pharmacare plan. Uh, Andrew Horvath, of course, leader of the Ontario NDP, speaking at uh, a convention, about 1,000 delegates there, and talking about... Uh, pledging to create a provincial pharmacare plan. What does it all mean? Let's bring in Andrea Horvath, leader of the Ontario NDP, and is with us now. Hello, Andrea. How are you today? Very well, thanks, Scott. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, We certainly do appreciate this. I'm guessing that this announcement's creating a lot of commotion for you today. Well, you know what? It's creating a lot of excitement. It's certainly creating a lot of um, a lot of buzz, and people are saying, "Gee, it's about time! It's about time somebody has actually come forward uh, with what everyone knows is is necessary in terms of uh, the next leg of uh, of Medicare in uh, in our province." So, explain your proposal. What are you trying to create here? Or what will you try to create? Well, I mean, we're uh, we're in a situation where we have m- millions of people in this province who don't have access to uh, uh, drug plans at work, and, and that's even getting worse. I mean, as work becomes more pre- precarious or, or unstable, if you will, lots of contract work, lots of uh, young people having to kind of create their own jobs, if you will, we see fewer and fewer people uh, able to access workplace benefit plans. And what that leads to is, of course, situations where folks go to the doctor um, and get a prescription – uh, and as they walk out that door, they know very well that they simply don't have the money to fill the prescription, and so they end up not filling the prescription. Uh, or uh, they'll fill a prescription uh, and take those pills home and sit at the table and um, you know and, and methodically cut each one in half to try to stretch uh, the prescription because they know that they can't afford a refill. And so mm. you know th- this is something that leads to worse health outcomes, uh, and that's uh, that's simply not um, you know not helping to uh, to uh, increase the health of our of our workforce or of our of our communities, frankly. And so uh, it's time for a universal pharmacare uh, program across the country. Frankly, people need it across Canada. And so similar to how Medicare was first introduced to our country, uh, it took one province to step up to the plate, and, and we want Ontario to be the province to step up to the plate when it comes to pharmacare. Uh, do you think is that your eventual goal to have this nationwide? Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, I, I think every all experts agree that this is this this has to happen, and uh, you know, it's not going to happen obviously, uh, you know, overnight. But certainly, we've seen the evidence that once one province gets on board, other provinces begin to follow suit. And in fact, we have a, a you know a, a federal government that's that's claimed that they're interested in helping people when it comes to uh, per, um, prescription drugs, but they've simply not put anything tangible out there to show us what that's going to look like. What we're saying is, uh, in fact, this is affordable for Ontario. Uh, it, we can't afford not to do it, in fact, because we really should be uh, taking the care of the health and well-being of the people of Ontario. And, and that's, uh, that's, that's what this is all about. It's about a 125 or so, approximately, medications that are widely prescribed across the province. 
and uh, and it would allow people to be able to have those prescriptions filled uh, and not have to worry about you know, pulling out the checkbook to do so. Where are other provinces on this? Um, BC obviously involved in something like this. Where wh- are they all similar, or are they or no. are they drastically different? Well, I mean, it's it's really a patchwork. I mean, it depends on what kind of which province you're in uh, that uh, will determine your plan. But virtually no no province actually has a, a universal pharmacare plan top to bottom, um, and and we think it's time to start uh, heading down that road. Uh, again, um, we've we've engaged uh, the most um, you know the most renowned expert in this field from the University of BC, in fact, who was with us this morning to talk about it. Uh, and uh, and as I said, um, the amount of money we're pegging is um, uh, based on his research, and the amount we're putting aside would be $475 million, uh, which is one-third of 1% of our current uh, entire provincial budget. Uh, So certainly it's something that uh, with reprioritization and with economic growth between now and 2020, which is when we would implement, uh, it is absolutely achievable. And in fact, that's the worst-case scenario. Uh, As Dr. Steve Morgan uh, said this morning at our press conference, that's the the most expensive in all his modeling uh, that was the 475 that, that we would see with those 125 medications. He said uh, that possibly it could be half of that or less than half of that, or in fact, one of his, um, you know, one of his, uh, his modeling attempts brought it to, to, um, to a net benefit uh, in terms of uh, the, the fiscal situation. And so what we do know, people will be healthier. Our workforce will be healthier. It will take the, the pressure off of, uh, off of our ERs and people will have, you know, less severe uh, health outcomes uh, from, from not taking prescriptions that they've been, um, that they've been given by their doctors. Uh, and it's, it's absolutely the right thing to do. You don't have to pull out your checkbook when you go to the doctor. You don't have to pull out the credit card when you hit the hospital. Uh, you shouldn't have to pull out the, um, you know, the, the credit card for the, for the prescriptions either. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Andrea. Many will say the health care uh, spending already out of control. How do we, how do we pay for this? Well, I mean, in fact, uh, this is this is something that will help with that. I mean, as I mentioned, one of the big problems that we have uh, is uh, is you know people using the emergency room because they uh, they're in in very bad shape, and and uh, lots of those folks are likely hitting the emergency room because they haven't been able to take the prescriptions that keep them well, uh, which is one of the the things that experts say uh, is going to be an impact of of implementing a pharmacare a universal pharmacare plan, uh, and, and so and, and I think the the other thing is that I think we can't afford not to do this. I mean. It's long past time that this needs to be done, and it, the evidence is really, really clear that it will have positive impacts on not only individuals and families, but in fact, think about those folks who do have a workplace benefit plans. The employer and employee contributions uh, can possibly be reduced uh, with this plan in place. Uh, it, it could, in fact, leave for room for those plans to be enhanced if, if the benef- if the costs aren't reduced by the you know by the people that pay for it. Perhaps the benefit. Um, you know, the list of benefits can be increased, for example, dental care. Uh, and, and so there's, you know, there are lots of lots of positives when it comes to this. And again, it is absolutely an affordable uh, plan for Ontario. Worried about the aging population in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Well, you know, and it's true, but I mean, we, there is certainly a seniors drug plan that we have in Ontario. Uh, the Ontario Drug Benefit Plan is, is one that's, um, uh, that's served seniors for a long time. In fact, I've heard from uh, seniors groups that are worried that this plan uh, would, would erode that or make it, um, make it you know, less comprehensive. That's not true. Uh, in fact, it will uh, enhance 
the the plans and uh, and nobody who's currently using a different drug plan for example uh, folks that are using utilizing the trillium drug plan for example uh, those folks will be better served by this plan as well and those will be uh, they will continue to be a part of our comprehensive uh, universal pharmacare plan why this plan now andrea why now well, I mean, why now? Look, I, we, I think you were right in your intro. I mean, we are heading into an election a year from now. Uh, people are very uh, tired of the Liberal government. They're, they're quite angry with the Liberal government. Uh, I think people are recognizing uh, that Kathleen Wynne has done far too much damage to this province already. Uh, and so we're putting our ideas and our vision out there. I mean, we've just come from a, a very successful convention where we launched a vision document that talks about a, a number of our, uh, of our kind of um, ideas around the future. And and people are going to have to choose if they if they don't want uh, this Liberal government in office anymore, uh, then then let's give them a vision uh, for what they can have. Too many people are telling me they can't make ends meet anymore, that they they feel like they're falling behind. They're doing everything right, but they can't pay the bills. They're worried about, you know, about their kids' uh, kids' school closing. They're worried about uh, uh, about whether or not, uh, you know, they're going to be able to pay their electricity bill this month. Uh, they're, they're concerned about the, you know, the hospital system and the fact that people are, are literally staying in stretchers in the hallways for days on end, uh, hallway medicine in, uh, in Ontario now. That, and so as a leader uh, of a political party that's, uh, that's aiming to form a government, people deserve to know what it is uh, that we will bring uh, to Ontario. And so we've talked about our hydro plan, we've talked about $15 minimum wage, uh, and that's why we thought it was important to talk about health care, because it's something that really is one of the most important public services. And as, as the Liberals have squeezed hospitals and failed on long-term care and home care, it's important for us to say it doesn't have to be that way. We can fix this. We can make it better. And one of the things we'll make it better with is a pharmacare plan. You talked about drug care, drug care plans that companies may offer. And, you know, much like pensions, those are going the way of the dodo bird. It's tough to find those. Is there more pressure to do something like this because of the economic situation and the fact that companies aren't providing these the way they used to? Well, I mean, absolutely. So there's a couple things happening. For sure, uh, benefit pa- uh, plans um, are not as uh, common as they used to be. And the nature of work has changed quite a bit. Uh, you know, a lot of people are working contracts. Uh, a lot of people are independent uh, uh, independent consultants or, or they have, uh, you know, small, you know, small independent businesses that they operate. Uh, who, who, and some, of, some small businesses are so small, there's just no way they can afford a, a benefit plan, even if they want to, for their employees. And, and so what this does is it says, you know, for those 2.2 million Ontarians who don't have uh, any prescription drug benefits whatsoever, uh, for those one in three workers who don't have a workplace plan, uh, you should be able to get your essential medications. So, you know, the, the medications that cover the most common kinds of illnesses and uh, and conditions so uh, things like um, uh, things like asthma uh, things like diabetes uh, uh, things like uh, hypertension I mean these are the kinds of most commonly descri- uh, prescribed drugs uh, that many many people rely on and uh, and you know what with 14 million people in Ontario and a, and a firm budget of uh, 475 million dollars uh, it's been uh, indicated to us through experts that in fact this will give us great great bargaining power when it comes to trying to wrestle with the costs of, of prescription drugs as well. Because we know, I mean, yeah. those, those things are out of control, right? Yeah, volume certainly has to be uh, an advantage there. Uh, let That's me change topics a little bit. I can't let you go, Andrea, without asking you your thoughts on Premier Wynne's pilot project she announced regarding basic income. 
Uh, well, certainly New Democrats are going to be looking very carefully at uh, at this pilot project and the and the results uh, once uh, once it's complete. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I met with Hugh Siegel, the former senator who was putting together the recommendations for uh, Ms. Wynne, and I did uh, mention to him the um, you know possibility of Hamilton being a pilot, and he uh, he had said, in fact, it's on the list. So um, I'm glad that uh, Hamilton has been engaged in this. However, uh, you know, I, I get a little worried that we are talking about a program that's supposed to, you know, alleviate poverty, and yet they're pegging the amount of benefit as um, at still only 75% of the poverty line. And so, how do you how do you you know deal with poverty if you're if you're still saying to people we're not going to bring you up to um, above the poverty line or even at the poverty line you're still going to be able to to only get enough income to take you three quarters of the way there that to me that doesn't make a lot of sense all right one more and again uh, with your history in this city I can't let you go without asking you your view on LRT and any advice to Hamiltonians who are struggling with this decision right now well, you know, I, I know it's a big decision, and I know it's a tough one, and I know that uh, there's, you know, people who are solidly against and solidly for. I'm, I'm in the latter category. I actually have long supported uh, the, uh, I, the idea and the uh, implementation of an LRT uh, through, through the downtown, linking one end of the lower city to the other. Of course, as a baseline to then expand to further transit in the, in the, in the city. But, um, but look, I mean, this is a, I think this is one of those things that is a, ch- a game changer for our city. Uh, and I think it's a game changer in a positive way. Uh, and I, I know that but there's lots of folks that are worried uh, what's going to happen in the interim. How how uh, you know how cut up will the downtown become in the along the route? What kind of negative impacts will that have? Uh, and there's no doubt it'll cause disruption. Uh, but look, uh, when I was on city council, you know, changing the one-way streets to two-way streets uh, was going to have the sky fall. Hmm. Narrowing the downtown streets to make the the King Street to make it more pedestrian friendly uh, was going to be the end of the world. Uh, The fact of the matter is those kinds of, uh, you know, progressive, um, you know, new projects made a big positive difference in our downtown. And and this this is something we have to do. We have to continue to move our city forward and and to bring it into the next century. Maybe not for you and I, Scott, uh, but certainly for our kids and our grandkids and the generations to come. Uh, And again, with your history in Hamilton, and I know there's only so much you can can touch on this because obviously uh, you're a provincial leader. But on the other hand, how do you explain Hamilton's uh, desire to take one step forward and then two steps back. Why can't we get over the hurdle on these things? Well, you know... Are we still ambitious? Well, that's a very good question. Are we still the ambitious city? (laughs) That's a very good question. Uh, You know, I guess it's... You know, these are big things. I mean, these are big uh, projects. They will have, you know, implications. They will have impacts in the short term. And I guess that's what, you know, gets... um, you know, gets people a little bit worried when it comes to the political side. Uh, having said that, um, you know, I, I think that we have to look beyond that kind of short-term horizon and look to what's better for our city in the in the bigger picture, longer term. And I'm hopeful uh, that the councillors who are, you know, still kind of uncertain as to their position uh, will come down on that side. They'll come down on, on not the short term, uh, but the the medium and long term benefit. Andrea Horbath is with us, leader of the Ontario NDP, the Ontario NDP pledging to create a provincial pharmacare plan. Andrea, thanks for the time as always. Much appreciated. My pleasure. You take care, Scott. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.